0: You will not eat, sleep, drink, blow your nose, or
1: even dig in your butts without my say so.
2: Good morning. Good
1: morning. Good morning. Good
3: morning. Good morning. You mean to wish me a good morning? What do you mean that it is a good morning whether I want it or not?
4: Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God.
5: Here we go, another year, 2023, it's good to be back, well-rested and raring to go. I I can't believe it's March already. (laughs) Let's just kick it off straight away and, and get straight into it, out of the gates and running. Hello to everyone, our loyal listener, g'day to the newcomers, all of you, thanks for pressing play, it's Good Movie Monday, the weekly podcast dedicated to nerdy cinematic ramblings. My name's Glenn Cochran, coming to you on microphone number one, and all the way across the desk on microphone number two is Ben Helwig, and no stranger to your ears. He's our recurring co-host from the Melbourne Horror Film Society, Mousy Big. How are you both? Good.
6: Excellent. I'm not well rested or whatever else you started saying before, but uh, but otherwise. Yes. Ten
5: seconds in and Ben's having trouble with his
7: microphone. <laughs> Just the fluffy um, the bits coming up.
5: <laughs> do,
7: the, do you have that problem often? <laughs> that's, the, that's the technical term. So you're not rested.
6: Oh, I mean, perpetually never.
7: <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys had a good break? It's been what two and a half months since we were last on.
5: That's
6: crazy.
7: It's been uh, it's been great not having to drive forty five minutes uh, <laughs> to get here.
6: I mean, I'll I'll I'll, show, I'll see your forty five minutes and raise you an hour twenty.
5: <laughs> Horrible. Yeah.
2: Now,
5: Horrible. that's good to be back. And how was your summer, Ben? How did that mankini I got you for Christmas go? I've got a really awkward tan line now, thanks to that. <laughs> it's like a- the, the flying V. And you had to pick the week that we're not doing videos for that.
7: <laughs> uh, I do look forward to seeing it. It doesn't take much for me to tan because my skin is so ridiculously white. Is that tan or is it just like red? It's, 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 it's just dirt. <laughs> it's, it's just filth. I going
5: to say, I look forward to slapping
7: that well, later. You just you rub it, it comes off. You know when you get really sweaty and you rub it and it's just like black? Yeah. Mm dead skin. <laughs> <laughs> right.
6: What are we rubbing exactly? <laughs>
7: <laughs> Apparently Ben's
5: dead skin. <laughs> oh, it's a delightful way to get the year started. <laughs> we'll have to cap the end of <laughs> the Tasty. year off with something similar. Oh,
7: Victor, you're very attractive.
5: <laughs> so we have no specific theme for this episode or many episodes this year. We're not uh, We're not doing the themed episodes this year. We're just going to have live up to our moniker of nerdy cinematic ramblings is what we're going to do. Just chin
7: wag and talk the shit and see how it goes, I reckon. Uh, whatever comes to mind. We I'm d- still partitioning for the name change of the show. So it's good movie good movie and TV Monday. <laughs> so talk about TV. Well, you need to create a spin-off podcast that we can do. That we can do,
5: yeah. yeah and, and you can take the, the bull by the horns, well, as they good, say.
7: Good TV Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> terrific TV Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't watch anything terrific. Anyway. Well, I, say, good.
6: I, can, I, I I would be way more prepared for that. But also I'd be coming and talking about... Maths that, and you, what about? It, that? Well, I'm the, on, no, I'm off the maths off this mash? year. Yeah, but I can tell you what survive like Australian survivor, survivor this year is fucking. Epic. So I just can't do everything. Yeah. All my housework. So we'll, shows yeah.
5: Listen money, out for yeah. Melzi's terrible TV Tuesday yeah. podcast. <laughs> there we do that. Hey, we do have a special guest though on today's show. So keep listening because Ben and I are going to be chatting with the action man himself, Michael Joe White, a little bit later on.
7: He's a jack of all trades. That guy. You can do everything. He's got his finger he's, in the uh, He's my all-time favourite action star he's, he's, that's still working today. He's getting up there for me.
5: Like, mad respect for this guy. We're going to talk to him a little bit later on and you'll see what we're talking about. Um, but before we jump into the show properly, let's do some shameless self-promotion. Because we haven't dropped an episode since, what, Christmas party in December, um, here's what you need to know, particularly if you're a newcomer. The website's goodmoviemonday.com and that will direct you to all of our social media pages and there's a full archive of... Previous episodes, videos, everything we've done. Um, the show does produce several videos a week, but we're not doing them for a couple of weeks because, as you can tell by the sound in here, we're transitioning between houses <laughs> slash offices. So, Malsey's particularly loud on this episode. Like, oh your voice God. is bouncing off all the walls. <laughs> I'm loving it. Sorry. That's all right. Causing me all kinds of uh, post-production havoc. Maybe I should take the microphone. <laughs> no, away from no, we've, had, no we've, we've learnt from the past that you must have a microphone. Okay? Bring the microphone. <laughs> no <me>. matter what. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and do find us on TikTok because we host bite-sized portions of the show there and and people seem to love it so go there and if you can't tolerate a whole episode maybe 30 well, seconds Well I started to <laughs> miss you
6: guys and I did I did jump on the TikToks one day and 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 watching. started just watching just watched I did I did and I was like saving some stuff I wonder. and I was like oh, that was funny wasn't some, it? Oh,
5: that someone was gold, actually you know? misses us Ben
2: <laughs> it's, it's never
5: happened to me before it oh. suddenly gives us purpose
2: so, yeah <laughs>
5: But let's promote you too, Malzy. We know where you're from, but where should people go to find you, and what's going on?
6: Well, you can find the Melbourne Horror Film Society on all of the social medias—not TikTok, but all the others—and um, also our website, melbournehorrorfilmsociety.org. has all of our upcoming screenings and
5: wicked anything. Um, what, what's been screening?
6: What has been screening? Well, wow, we've already started off the year. Insanely, we had our biggest turnout to long play ever. We had to turn, we had like put two makeshift rows up the front, and mm. had to still have to turn six people away for slugs.
1: Wow, yeah. like slugs is a great. Thing. I was going to say, and it's
6: really hard to gauge because I didn't think that was going to be a big screen, like just because of what was you know, the lights and the mm-hmm. whatever. Um, I was just like, yeah, it's just gonna be just gonna be our normal sort of turnout. And it was
5: what really is it about slugs? Insane. Do you reckon it's just the name? Do you reckon it's the concept? Well, and
6: I think probably because, because the- a lot of people haven't probably haven't seen it because of the accessibility, you know, or inaccessibility of it and um yeah, but it was so much fun though. Everyone yeah. loved it. So
7: because of the, all the slug eating and mm-hmm. the weird slug sex scene. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, so the, good this, Well, the sex scene Yeah, with yeah, the yeah, yeah That's <laughs> so good The so not sex yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just like an everyday sex scene that, like, uh, <laughs> that
6: kind of Was a little bit reminiscent Of um of Silent Night, Deadly Night 5 And the, the toy sex yeah. scene Yeah, yeah. It was kind of a little bit Yeah, it did make me think oh. of that And get excited Greatest no. <laughs>
5: Greatest ass fingering I've ever oh, seen. The greatest.
6: Oh. Get a slug in there and then, you know. Bloody.
7: Put that on the T-shirt. <laughs> Get a slug in there. Suddenly suddenly Richard Gere enters there. <laughs> yes. Good Movie Monday. Get a slug in there. Have you guys, have you guys discussed moving to a larger venue?
6: Uh, well, this is the thing. And there were quite a few sort of. People come back with that, but the problem is we would do that and then, and then, have, and small, then have small and attendance. Then, yeah, yeah, so it's it's really hard, unless I guess it's consistently at that sort of. It does seem to be pretty much getting to the full stage, yeah, like, yeah, um, these days, but yeah, I mean, it is. It well, is. Watch a the evolution over the course
5: of the year as you yes. come in every month, we'll probably. You see how that grows because yeah, I reckon I've, I'm with Ben. I've been noticing that um, yeah. it's just been getting a bit more popular. And I guess
6: after after you know the the C the dreaded C word, um, uh, COVID. You okay, sorry. Me very
5: confused.
7: <laughs> Ben's like, is it dreaded? <laughs> <laughs> I want it. <laughs> are you talking about my favourite curse word? <laughs> what are you talking about. Um, <laughs>
6: um, I guess maybe people are starting to. Well, I just think it's a fact
5: that now you're on this
2: show. Oh, <laughs> probably
6: that too. And then, and so, and then also, we had our our first screening back of the year was at our other screening, which is on Saturday nights. It's now the second Saturday of every month. Although I say that, and for the month of January, is actually on Friday the thirteenth because it was Friday the thirteenth, and we showed part six so amazing and it was we had to put out a message like two hours beforehand telling people not to turn up because yeah, we had this, right. the floors were full and um, yeah it was crazy so well, anyway sp- so our Saturday night screenings are at true North in Coburg yeah our Tuesday night is the last Tuesday of the month and that's at long Play in Fitzroy North yeah and um, and if you can't yeah. remember all that
5: just follow their social media, no, social you'll, media you'll know what's going on website. Awesome. All right, let's push on. Um, ben and I are about to have a bit of a chat with Jarrett because we're doing a bit of a shake up with his segment this year. We're not um, not pre-recording on his own. He's uh, he's gonna phone it in with us and, and have an actual chat. So that's coming up in a minute. But first, but not phone but it, not in in. it in. Yeah, not yeah, phone it not in. That sounds out, bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatevs. <ifs. laughs> How about a newsly segment which I will phone in. <laughs> Ah, thanks, me. (laughs) No, seriously, guys, I'm not going to phone this in because I do mean this with all sincerity. Newsly support what we do here at Good Movie Monday. So the least we can do is give a little bit back. So why don't you get the Newsly app on your phone? It is our preferred way to listen to podcasts. Not only can you listen to podcasts like ours, but you can get all of the news from around the world curated to your liking. So whether you're into music, sports, religion, politics, current affairs, you name it, Newsly We'll grab all of the most trending articles from around the world, put them onto your app and then read them back to you in a natural human voice and that's the best thing about the app is that you don't have to read anything. You just listen. That that means you could be driving to work, you could be jogging, whatever and you want to catch up on the news, Newsly is the way to do it. So get the Newsly app. We have a code and if you use it, you get an entire month's premium service which gives you a whole lot more. So all you have to do is enter the code. Monday without the O-M-N-D-A-Y. Put it in, get more, and uh, now we're going to throw it over to me. (laughs) We're going to have a chat with Jarrett.
0: Killing is my business, ladies, and business is good.
5: So this year, we've decided to do Jarrett's segment a little bit differently, uh, mainly because, I guess, Ben and I wanted to have more of a regular chat with our old mates but but ben the the only problem with doing it this way is that you and i now suddenly sound like we're coming from a different place rather than at the desk together (laughs) like the rest of the show and melzy suddenly disappeared
7: it's just because you keep modulating the sound with the uh, fancy new recording deck that you uh
5: (laughs) well whatever Jarrett's here how are you mate
8: good guys i figured it was just because i had a big personality that we all had to sit in separate rooms as if we're having like a land gaming party or something of that nature
7: it's the it's the good movie monday the new COVID procedures actually we're all at, we're all at glenn's house in different rooms
8: mm. that's it you've got you've got plenty of space so why not make the most of it ben yeah.
7: requested the toilet <laughs>
8: yeah well he's done well to do that because uh that was my first pick but yeah i'm only a special <laughs> guest on this program so But yeah, good to be back guys in 2023, first episode, first segment of PE class. And it's been been an interesting couple of months since we last recorded because I've seen physical media take a bit of a hit locally. I mean, there's a lot of retailers that are stocking less and less physical media. They're actually completely getting rid of some of their sections and forcing customers to go to other stores. There's majors now not even releasing Blu-rays of theatrical titles and key theatrical titles like Violent Night and the upcoming Tar as well. Both DVD only releases and even overseas we're seeing some of the major labels not doing 4K Ultra HD for their new films like Megan and Violent Night only getting a Blu-ray in the States which kind of leads me to believe that maybe they'll be sublicensed by a boutique label in the next 12 to 18 months and then released on 4K so it almost feels like we're we're seeing windows reintroduced like the old, you know, theatrical window before home end, then the home end to television window. Now we've got this window where we can only get something in SD or HD before we <laughs> can even get in 4K. It's ridiculous.
5: Well, I have noticed that like some of those boutique labels you mentioned are starting to flourish a little bit. I mean, here in Australia, like Umbrella starting to suddenly put out like actual real good juicy, you know, deluxe sets that are not available in the regular retail space. So maybe it's incredible it's well, i
8: mean they're doing a global first 4k release of the weird l yankovic movie as well yeah which is astonishing because it was obviously a digital you know uh, streaming film uh, in the united states and then i think in other territories as well so they're first to go out with it for you know a physical edition but actually, 4K Ultra HD too, which is just phenomenal, and, and hopefully that'll be the key to them potentially releasing more films on 4K Ultra HD as as the years go on.
5: What is coming out this week, though? Have we got anything like okay. that's the problem? Well,
8: <laughs> yeah. Look, there's there's not a heap, and when I when I'm telling you what's coming out this week, pretty much it's you know sort of rep films that are coming out in nice deluxe editions, again courtesy of Umbrella. But the the key release that's coming out this week, one of my favourite films of last year, and I believe it might have been one of the your favourite films, both of you guys, was The Banshees of Inersion. It's coming out on Blu-ray and DVD. No 4K for this one, but there was no 4K in the States, so that's fine. And, I mean, it's a shame because this film would look glorious in 4K with all that stunning, you know, cinematography and beautiful Irish landscapes. But it's coming to blu-ray and dvd and it's coming with some special features you've got two featurettes actually no it's a single featurette, but it's a really good featurette, 18 minute featurette it's got interviews with cast and crew and it's everything from you know the conception of the idea for the film through production to the finished film and then there's a handful of deleted scenes i think there's only five and they may be run at a total of five minutes but that's probably the best release this week i mean it's an outstanding film and i i wish it would probably see a little more you know, attention when it comes to the awards, but it seems like, you know, the whale and everything everywhere all at once is, is winning everything. So there's no, there's nothing left for... So you, you don't Iron reckon Banshees.
5: Banshees... You don't think Banshees will fare well at the Oscars?
8: I don't think so, to be honest. I think we can say Brennan Fraser getting Best Actor and everyone else <laughs> getting every award for Everything Everywhere all at once. But, you know, maybe Avatar might come away with Best Picture. No, I... <laughs> I don't, I don't. I don't know where... I don't know where the knot came from. I think because I was talking about Wayne's World the other day with someone, they introduced a nine-year-old to it and they were a huge fan and it just blew my mind. Because Maybe I thought, it's because on our this, on
5: our yeah. brand new episode of um, Up Late, Chloe made me do an impersonation of, of Wayne and I fucking failed miserably. Okay, okay.
8: well, there you go. <laughs> well, I've just managed to do the very same. I'm going to go with <laughs> that I was doing Garth just just for okay. a point of difference. <laughs> uh, but there is other releases. I haven't mentioned this. Sorry,
7: just before you move on, I am hoping that the uh, interview with Brendan Gleeson on that Disc. Every time they ask him a question, he cuts another finger off.
8: Rather than <laughs> <laughs> that would be terrific. I mean, the, the I collection think, needs it was... to come
5: with fingers in the box.
8: That would be terrific, wouldn't it? You, yeah. You remember? Yeah.
7: Do you remember? Oh, actually, yeah. I don't know if you were if you were there one year when when Cheap Thrills came out, and uh, Alamo uh, Draft House had had done the the Blu-ray in the US or the, I can't remember, what's their, the Draft House was their... Yeah, Draft House films, films. films. yeah, yeah. In the the vending machines at the Draft House cinemas, you could actually buy a thumb drive that was a severed thumb on USB. That is amazing. That would be great if they they did something like that for Ben as well. I was
5: going to say, Ben, like, alternatively, they could have done, like, a little Innie Penis flash drive. No, if you've seen the movie, you'll know what I'm talking about.
8: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was a great shock moment in it, that's hilarious. <laughs> um, but yeah, the other rep releases, the rep releases that are coming out this week from Umbrella, the first one that's coming out is Repo Man, and it's a new deluxe Blu-ray release, has pretty exquisite packaging, really ties into the film nicely, and it's got two new special features on there. There's a soundtrack featurette, which I helped edit, uh, and then there is a locations featurette, and then there's a bunch of archival features, special features that have been ported from the previous Eureka release in the UK. So it's a pretty nice edition that's coming out on Blu-ray. And then the other one I'm excited about is the Hammer Triple Shock Collection, which is a triple feature uh, box set of Hammer films, two amazing Hammer films, and one very average one that's oddly paired with these two. It's a strange set because it's got Nightmare and Paranoic, and Paranoic's terrific with Oliver Reed, and both of those films go really well together. But Evil of Frankenstein is the third feature, which is kind of the odd <laughs> duck out. I mean, it's not it's not terrible, but it's definitely one of the worst Hammer monster movies, and it just has sort of some I don't know why it's why it's bundled with this. But regardless, it is, uh, and there's a bunch of special features on there, both archival and a bunch of new material as well. Like Umbrella's actually got a lot of film historians to do visual essays commentaries for it so it looks like a pretty amazing release but they're they're my highlights for this week's home entertainment releases i would say that they're bundling it there because it won't sell by itself yeah (laughs) Yeah,
7: because they couldn't
8: license any of the other frankenstein movies i believe
7: yeah well i believe this is volume one
8: yeah 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 absolutely there is there
7: is another volume on the way so um It'd be interesting to see what
8: two great films and one dud is in that yes well it's, it's often the nature of these you know combo packs like I, I even find it with vinegar syndrome when they do a box set of either you know television made for tv horror movies or regional horror films or the Jalo box sets you always get at least two crackers and a dud but if you get an absolute stunner then you get two duds as well yeah it's a pretty much it's like that old mentality of like going to the movies you know and seeing a double feature you get the a picture and the b picture you know so i guess yeah, yeah.
7: one woman's one woman's stud is another woman's dud, as they say
8: <laughs> <laughs> you know. what's that from studs the tv show
7: that's the tv show yeah yeah
8: <laughs> Um, But look, I want to mention some titles that are coming up in the near future. I was really excited to hear that Roadshow would be releasing some more Warner Back catalogue titles because it's been a little while between release. I think one of the last ones we saw was Citizen Kane and Giant. So Mm -hmm. it's been a while, but now they're delving back into the warner catalog and they're releasing another james dean classic my favorite rebel without a cause and that's the good, good news is all of these releases 4k and blu-ray so we should get all the special features that the international counterparts get as well but there's also cool hand luke which i'm, I'm sure ben will be excited for he's a bit of a paul newman fan shaking the tree boss that's and the Maltese Falcon as well with Humphrey Bogart so there's some and then I, actually I failed to mention we're getting Superman 2 Superman 2 The Richard Donner cart, Superman 3 and Superman 4 The Quest for Peace they're actually all going to come out as individual releases in the States and in the UK they're doing them as a box set and they're re-releasing number one apparently it's an even newer version of of part one than the one that came out in 2018 but here we don't get that they're just going to keep the previous one in print and release these all individually. And look, I'm kind of happy with that. I don't need to rebuy the first film, and I like having the individual cover art for each of the oh, films. but so. they, have,
5: um, they yeah. have repackaged them with that stupid fucking DC logo up the top.
8: Oh, of course I they have, yeah.
7: If any of the new cuts are going to make one and two any good. Because <laughs> those movies are fucking terrible.
8: Like it's hey, eight, um, Richard, Richard Donner's Superman, did you say? That's, that's the a first great one, film.
7: The first one is one and two are one film. First one is only half a film. It literally stops halfway through the second act.
5: Which is, this is um, this is the good movie Monday drinking game. Whenever Ben yeah. brings this up, it's, you have to show
8: up. It's long enough. Yeah. It's not lo- The first one's long enough that I, I it's long enjoy. enough. Yeah, it's just yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
7: Apart from Things- the Zod, the Zod stuff is okay. Everything else. Fuck. But if the- you're hating it,
8: on, if you're hating really, on Superman yeah. one and two, where where are you on Superman three with Richard Pryor and, and Superman <laughs> four <laughs> with John Crier? Those are they're, both, not, they're not those great are,
7: movies. No, those are both single watches for me. There's, which
8: is yeah. the one where he turns the earth
7: around to uh, <laughs> wind time or whatever. That'd be number four, I think. With no, I think that's Leonard
8: Part 6. <laughs> yeah. Well, this begs <laughs> the
5: question, like, what's happening with Supergirl? Are they bringing that
8: out on 4K? well that's a that's that is an interesting one because it is available in the states through warner archives on blu-ray and actually comes with a bonus dvd which has the tv cut in sd as a bonus uh so technically they could they'd have to go back and strike a 4k master but the rights for that particular film sit sit somewhat differently i think it was kind of like a co-production between a few different defunct companies and somehow it's ended up in warner's catalog but god knows for how long but yeah it would be interesting to see that i'm, I'm actually quite a fan of the helen slater supergirl <laughs> movie so I, I would be happy to rebuy it on 4 k i i've bought it on dvd i rebought it on blu-ray i'll buy it on 4k and on yes 4K. admittedly it's a very very average movie but i have huge it's, nostalgia uh, for it and a big crush on helen slater
5: it's cut from the same cloth as santa claus the movie
8: it's true it is yeah 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 well that it, <laughs> Funnily enough, it all sits with the same production company, These, all these films, you know?
5: Well, look, there we go. There lies the end of your segment, but mate, you're a wealth of information and it's much better to be talking about these things than just listening, so.
8: Yeah, look, I like this. This is much better. It obviously, doesn't give me the opportunity <laughs> to just randomly come up with a bit of a sing song, but knowing that we're gonna be doing this going forward, the fact that I would actually have a captive audience to perform a song, I can't not say that I will not come on here and perform a song for you, gentlemen. When you want to hear about home entertainment releases, and I'm too busy singing about old people being milked, or you know, junkies dying for their next hit, uh, you know, I'll be bringing some tunes to you at some point. You'll right? have to. You'll just have to send us the
7: lyrics ahead of time, and we can all join in.
8: That's it. Maybe I could. Yeah, you guys join me on the chorus and that. Yeah, that would work. I like that. And maybe we could even like start a... like a Herbie Hancock thing. Like,
7: yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, it'd be like, the, like the freak song, One of Us.
8: Yeah. Yes.
7: That's how we do it on Good Movie Monday.
1: You think your tears will stop Charlie from taking his band and sticking you in your little tiny
5: heart? So, this is a new part of the show where usually. What we're going to do moving forward is a bit of a sort of a lucky dip thing. We're going to spin a wheel and just talk about random subjects as opposed to random movies oh. and just see if a natural conversation oh, like can, this. can happen. I like it too. This guy, not so convinced. Oh, no, I like it. <laughs> I just wanted something that saves me preparation time. <laughs> <laughs> well,
6: I, I was telling you guys before that my introduction for the um, horror screening on Tuesday night was... I think I'm going to talk about my feelings That's how <laughs> I went into it so
5: shit
7: I hope prepared we don't do... for
6: a lot of that. Oh, I don't uh, want. Oh, switching off.
5: Yeah.
7: <laughs> I don't want that on the show. <laughs> I spent my whole life avoiding feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Change that policy It'll now. It'll be the most depressing show that I've ever <laughs> heard.
5: <laughs> but uh, so, but instead of that this week, because it's our first show back for the year, let's just talk about some movies that we caught over the break, which, funny enough, like I took this break from not only the podcast, but from work, because I had a bit of a break, as an actual break, and I stopped kind of watching movies for a while, and just watched some TV and did other things. There's other things to do, apparently, in the world, but um, we did catch a lot of screenings, Ben. Which um we did. we uh, can talk about those. So some things we talked about. If you want to stop and have a conversation, we can do that. Uh, knock at talk the cabin. About talk about our feelings. Talk about our feelings. Well, how did we feel about Knock at the Cabin? You liked that more than I did.
7: Well, I wouldn't say that. I mean, okay. maybe, <laughs> a, maybe a... shit movie. <laughs> maybe, maybe I maybe I liked it more than you, but I couldn't say I liked it too much. What about Babylon? We saw Babylon, and I quite
5: Babylon. I like Babylon a lot. That was a surprise for me. It was a, a lot more debaucherous than I was oh, anticipating. Ooh. It's a racy movie, wouldn't you say?
7: No? No? I, no? <laughs> <laughs> no? It wasn't a racy movie? I don't think it was a racy Have you guys been like, watching the know. same
6: things? Have you been in the same screenings? Like, for
7: me, a, a, like, I don't know. I, I, I take it the uh, like the old woman uh, version of racy and I could, I, there <laughs> didn't seem to be that much in the way of uh, sexy stuff going on in that film. Be called well, debauchery kind of implies there's lots of it. Well, I guess there's the, there's the party scene which takes up... Seemingly Half the fucking hour movie Hour and a <laughs> half but I guess I wasn't paying much attention to the uh, to all the background play. I was more into the foreground stuff. But I guess I guess it's, oh, there's geez, an orgy. I'm very oh,
6: okay. okay. Ooh, cool. I was like, oh, I'm really intrigued by all of this. Like, and then I, that was an orgy, okay? <laughs> and now I'm really, yeah, you have well, really no, but my it's,
5: it's it's <laughs> it's almost hardcore orgy. Like it's very very oh, fun. Well, like
7: it's almost Caligula yeah, orgy. Totally. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, but the, the with the with the hardcore scenes left in. Yeah, that's right. Caligula.
5: And then later on, there's like a second kind of moment oh. where um, Toby Maguire comes into it, and you got the happy debauchery, and then you got the real oh, depraved to the debauchery. Room, yeah. <laughs> but it does
7: the the rich people debauchery peters off as they yeah as they get older slash less successful. Yes, it it peters off. It does it in does. the film.
5: What about um, Megan? Did you enjoy that? I love Megan.
7: I like Megan. I'm looking forward to that, to the proper yeah. version of it though. Same. Mm.
5: What are they calling it? Is it a director's cut or an extended uh, cut? Unrated. 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 Yeah. But, but it'll come with a rating. That's what I hate about unrated yeah. movies. Yeah. Yeah. Unrated, dumb, M.A. It? But it's the American dumb. I know. But like, do you yeah. remember, Like, was it um, The Hills Have Eyes came out in the unrated version yeah. with an R rating on yeah, the front? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I hadn't really
2: <laughs> thought
5: about that <it>, like, <laughs> before. Yeah, that's so dumb. Um... Yeah, well, look. I want to save Creed 3 for next week. Um, that's a movie I want to discuss, but Cocaine Bear is the big one. Yeah, that's, I fucking love that film. Yeah, that's, I'm hoping to see it still. Yeah, I reckon that's uh, Ben's film of the year.
7: Oh, it's already, it's only, we're only in March. Yeah. <laughs> we were in February at the time. Yeah, I reckon it's, it's going to hold, hold the top five mm. all the way through. Although, like, I think as I said to you, and did we record a reaction video to Cocaine Bear? I can't remember. Yeah, we yeah. did. Just, yeah. Uh, yep but uh, the the five pre- movies that they previewed at the start of it all looked excellent as well. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's right. got some, it's got some competition. Yeah, yeah. yeah what was it Renfield is the big one? Like that was a uh, mm. Renfield yeah. the, the dog movie.
5: Oh yeah, one of the, the talking dogs with potty mouths. Yeah, oh. <laughs> that, that looks uh, great. That I can't remember good.
7: what it's called. Uh, and even I I was I kind of like the uh, the John Wick producers, the Bollywood meets John Bollywood, Wick yeah. uh, movie. I think that's going to be. I mean. It can't be worse than uh, *Bride and Prejudice*, which, even though I've watched that repeatedly, it's still it's, it's just terrible. But um, uh, then and *Pride and Prejudice* and zombies, yeah, yeah, that, you know they can't be worse than than those films. So, and it, it's got, the I trailer mean, played well. The trailer played well. That's right.
5: Yeah, and um, other ones we caught. and I'm going to throw to you in a second, Melzi, but we I caught *Tar*, um, and I caught the the whale, *Magic Mike's Last Dance*, and *Ant Man Uh yeah, I mean, The Whale, I loved. Magic Mike's Last Dance is absolute shite. What about you, Malsey? What did you catch over the break?
6: Well, I've actually been really bloody impressed with myself and my, my watching. It it pales in comparison to most people, but like, I'm
5: like... <laughs> in Malzi terms?
6: Yeah, like I've been, I've actually been, but then I, I was sitting down before and I'm like, oh, shit, what have I watched? <laughs> but... There's a little bit of a list. Um, so as I mentioned before, we screened part six of Friday the 13th in January. Um so I had after doing a rewatch of the whole Halloween franchise, and then oh, and then I did Nightmare actually after that. I was wanting to do a Friday. And then you guys at Monsterfest showed
3: oh,
6: part three, 3D at Monsterfest. So it's just worked <laughs> out perfectly. So I've been watching through them all. The last one that I watched was Jason X.
7: Ah, I love it. The best of the not original. I uh,
5: saw that theatrically
7: and what a time I had. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah.
5: Right from
7: the start, from David Cronenberg's cameo at the start, yeah, yeah. it just all the the, the freeze dried face. Remember that getting? Oh,
6: that's so good! Yeah.
7: <laughs> what I loved, what I love most about it is because at the time I was watching that TV series Andromeda. Yeah. Yes. And yes. they're all they're from all, Andromeda. Yes, or yeah. Everyone who gets killed, you like this yeah, is great.
6: Yeah! Yeah!
7: Yeah! Yeah! also yeah. really, like sadly, the director of that died a few yeah. years ago, right?
5: He made another movie called Pig Hunt, which was quite. Oh, outrageous yeah. as well. Yeah. And I thought yeah. this guy's someone to look out for Yeah, and he just died. Yeah. Like, what a what a lot. Son loss. of a bitch. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like I wanted more movies, damn yeah. it.
6: <laughs> no, that was so much fun. And but was, I've actually um Jason goes to hell for whatever reason. Uh, I think I was a bit up and about that night though, anyway, just like in a in, a in a mood. Yeah. But um fuck that movie tickled me. Did it? I was I know said I was, no one ever. I know <laughs> I was in hysterics, like Because it's all fucking sexual innuendo. Like, it's ridiculous. And And, and once I caught on to that, every single thing, it was like, oh, like, well, let me just grab my weapon, like, and it's just
2: like, it's like, yeah, my bit, you know, it was
6: just like, and then apparently, like, listening to podcasts afterwards, because that's one of my favourite things to do, is like, watching the movie and listening, like, looking forward to listening to bloody seven hours worth of podcasts afterwards, um, I... Missed the biggest one. Apparently, there's a scene where two cops come out of the toilets, and one's like wipe, one's doing their pants up, <laughs> yeah. and the other one's wiping their mouth. So it was definitely, it wasn't just me because I thought, oh, maybe yeah. I'm just like. Well, that's why. That's why we don't actually
5: film us coming out from the podcast afterwards. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. I
2: hope, I hope,
7: like us, they take it in turns. Yeah,
2: yeah. That's right.
7: <laughs> Sometimes I'm doing my pants up. Sometimes I'm wiping my mouth. <laughs>
2: But
6: I'm just like, oh, because I was listening to all these podcasts and no one was really mentioning it. And I'm like,
5: yeah. Just, well, the other thing, thing about that movie, head, but it's not really a Jason movie. Like, it's, yeah, you know, no, no, everyone's yeah. possessed by Jason. Yeah, yeah, which is yeah, really, yeah. That's. I think that's why people don't like it. But yes,
6: yeah. I kind of like it. No, I, I'm, I just, I've, I've taken, like, I've enjoyed all of them, but I've also probably not. I, if I was watching them by myself, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't have been as hilarious. Yeah. But you know, you got to be in the right.
5: So I want to ask, what do you, what are your thoughts on Manhattan, like Jason? Uh, Manhattan? yeah, loved it. Because I watched that again recently, and I loved. I mean, it's. Terrible, like yes. it was so
6: bad. I love
5: it too, but I was shocked how little violence there is in it. Like, because the camera cuts every time there's a kill. Yes, yes. Like, oh,
6: yeah. It's been absolutely up until that point to though. The,
5: the, the film not. the film never. Yeah. The, the films never did that.
6: Well, oh no, what? Are they, are they, do they?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, most versions, of them have
6: been. Know. No, but most of them, the uncut versions don't exist. Must be my head maybe must be in my head yeah Just the old texas chainsaw massacre syndrome yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so gory you don't um yeah you
5: well know, that's right but <coughs> funny you mentioned um friday the 13th part six because mm. in a couple of weeks time we have got tom matthews on the show oh, who played tommy jarvis yeah. so yeah. everyone can my favorite look forward to Tommy
2: that. Jarvis, i
5: reckon you reckon that's your favorite one yeah M- 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 Corey.
6: oh Corey's great too yeah. but i really yeah i really love I-, I love part six it's awesome <laughs> um what else have i watched sorry i just went on the whole um so barbarian i finally watched that oh i loved it excellent it's it just like yeah. a fucking roller coaster ride and i didn't know all i knew was that it, they were? It was a bit, uh, what is it? A fucking B- Airbnb? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Um, Airbnb situation. Oh, that's all I knew. That, yeah. Mate, I Which is a, that's all yeah. anyone were, knew.
2: I think. Yeah. Going into and
6: it. oh my god! And I'm not going to say anything more because even though probably most people that are listening to this have probably seen it, but fucking hell. But like I yeah. like I've said many so times good. over, it's so layered.
5: Yeah. It Just keeps layering. Yeah. Yeah, and one of my truth. and I'll just say
6: one of my favorite scenes was the um and probably, you know, yeah. everyone Else. Um but the the measuring out
1: oh, of yeah. the room. Funny. Like
6: and it's also it's been so dark and like fucking like scary up to that point and then boom, like <laughs> just complete tone shift. It's like what the hell's going on here? Wow. And oh let amazing.
5: me tell you about that because Chloe finally watched it, right? Oh we all yes, know She yes, has an aversion to yeah. horror, and but she, loves, but she loves, she loves that you know, person, <laughs> J-Lo, So she struggled to bring herself to watch it, but yeah. she finally did. And I must admit, it was a bit of a textathon. She's texting yes. me all the way through yep, it. Yeah, yep. But it got to that moment when he's measuring, yeah. and suddenly everything changed for her. She's yeah, like, "Oh, right. I get yes. this movie now." Yeah, and she loved it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. But that—that's a turning point in the it movie. It is, and it it's, it's fairly far is. into the movie. Yeah,
6: yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. Yeah. So much fun. Anyway, good one. Uh, less fun. Halloween kills.
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, Halloween Kills is part two of the new trilogy, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, we agree on that.
6: Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. I haven't, because i watched that with my mum.
5: Yeah. It's a turn.
6: Um, oh, God, it was so bad. And then I was like, okay, well, I need to, I'm obviously going to finish it off. And I did say to mum, I said, oh, so are, are we going to watch ends together? Yeah. She was like,
2: oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. okay, okay. I'll watch, so
6: I'm waiting for her to watch <laughs> that whenever that will <laughs> happen. But, um, but yeah, geez, kills woof. <laughs> anyway, um, oh god, it was so bad. Anyway, um, woo, um uh, another screening that we had. Um we've just celebrated Women in Horror Month, which we do every February. So it's films directed by women. Um we have our friend, amazing um unofficial fifth organizer of the Melbourne Horror Film Society, Nicole. She she has been screening one of the February screenings since, I think, 2017. And this year she showed Violation, which is a film that is a Shudder mm-hmm.
2: original. original.
6: Yep. Um, it's directed by Madeline Sims-Fewer and Dusty Mancinelli, um, released in 2020, and it was incredible, amazing, traumatic, full-on, all the content warnings. Um, <laughs> but it was and we screen so many films that are fun and i reckon especially in the last few years yeah probably with you know the the state of the world and stuff it's been, it's, been needed. it's yeah and um and so this is probably the first one that hasn't been along that sort of and 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 Nicole gave great context in her introduction beforehand and really um you know prepared the room for it it was a very safe space for everyone and um and people you know it was there was applause afterwards which was surprising because we thought it was probably going to be silence like at the end of it just like well that was so full on but it was so amazing but yeah everybody was coming up afterwards like thanking nicole for showing it to them i think it was also i don't think it'll be probably as traumatic a watch on a smaller screen. Yeah. I think the big screen really. And, and Nicole the, said that because she's watched it. And, and with shutter. an audience, and,
5: you're uncomfortable around people. Yes.
6: And there are, It's. I mean, it's very, extremely uncomfortable. Yeah. Terrible rape, full nude, like yeah. not in the rape scene. In no, the, this um, is graphic. Yeah. And, and, you know, like one of the guys I think asked afterwards, "Oh, why didn't you give a warning that it's full frontal male nudity?
7: Who needs a and, water? And
6: um and who, and Nicole said, that? "Well, I did think about it, but you know, like it's or you know. was a man said, well, or was a man or woman who was man." And um and because it's water, you know, piece it's, of because shit. it's really uncomfortable. Yeah. but anyway, he was like poor, poor very baby. happy with the don't don't go see the benches because we wouldn't a, obviously you wouldn't give one for a. Full yeah. frontal female, but it's very confronting, like mm. very – but it's meant to be. Yeah. That's the thing. Um, so I've got to say, look,
5: I'm less confronted by a, a male nude because I am a man. But and it's I,
6: something that you don't usually say and how it is, like yeah. what happens in it is yeah. very – I think like I think
5: Ben and I have just been triggered right now. That's the problem is that like we don't understand
7: people reacting to movies that way. Mm. Just don't anyway. But
6: also, I mean – It's all part of it. Yeah, that's right.
7: <laughs> Fucking hell. Just don't, don't watch a movie then. Just stare at the fucking but wall, the point, you piece but of the shit. the point
6: of it is that everybody went away with a lot to think yeah. about yeah. and the room was of that persuasive, that, that, that they would go and think about it.
5: Sure. Well, great reaction. Yeah, I mean, it was, living it up was. to the name Melbourne Horror Film Society, Yeah. you know, it's horrific. Excellent. There we go. Ben, we need a cold glass of water <laughs> right. do you want to do one more and okay, i'll do
6: one more keep it brief and we can um yes so i finally saw x
5: ah about yes. time
6: and um about time yes <laughs> 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 okay <laughs> oh it was amazing yep. absolutely amazing Pearl, even more amazing. Pearl,
7: which is the prequel, and for which, those that don't which, know. I made think it's X, even better, and it's about to come a,
6: out. Yes. About
7: to start at the Theatrical,
5: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Incredible. I That's am amazing. on board with that. I thought Pearl was even better, mm. too, which is amazing considering it was an afterthought movie.
6: Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. came up with it because they had to quarantine. Yeah, yeah. yep. It's and a, for the two weeks before had filming location, X. Had location, yeah. had the
7: talent. Yep. yep. Yeah. It's a pune move. That's yeah, it's it a pune move for it's sure. a
5: move. And we'll segue to you with that. I don't know how
7: or why, but what did you watch over the well, time? Well, I'm the same as you. I didn't really watch too much in the way of films other than those screens, but I did watch a lot of TV. Yeah. And TV, some of the TV you put me on, Julia, which I never, the Julia Child TV show. I loved it. Which I never would have thought would be something that I'd want to watch, mm. but it is excellent. It's very good. <laughs> I the, don't remember
5: the woman's name, but the woman that played no. Julia Child is famous in the UK for playing detectives and I think, was it Happy Valley? She's the lead Happy in Valley, that. Happy Valley, yeah. She was Phenomenal. She's so good in it, and if you and watch, David Hyde Pierce is the oh. husband, and if you watch real footage of Julia Childs, she just nails it. This woman, yeah, just nails it.
7: And the guy who plays her, her producer on the TV show, who, who's up until then in just about everything I've seen from like Dollhouse on, he's played yep. like a snotty kid yep. who I've always wanted to punch in the face, <laughs> and now he's like an adult that I want to punch in the face. <laughs> but his but his his um his trajectory is great. His character arc yeah. is really the good. fact that he comes around, yeah, because yeah. because because. The premise of the show is is basically Julia Child has written her cookbook. Yeah, that's a success in Boston, but not really anywhere else. Yeah, and she goes uh, onto an interview on public access. It's not public access. It's like the PBS. Yeah, yeah. Before PBS, yes, the government funded TV station. Yep, uh, the the educational station. She goes on interview on a book review show. Yep. And he talks down, but she's so much more entertaining than he is. Yeah. So she kind of gets the idea. Why don't I just have? A well, she gets show? fan mail for it, and she gets yeah. yeah, she gets more fan mail than anyone else on the network has ever got. Yeah. Uh, so she kind of and she kind of just talks her way into it. Yeah. Well, she, yeah, she's very insistent. You know, like yeah. I want a show. I
2: want a show, and I'll have a show.
7: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She t- and she like I'll pay for it. Yeah. yeah. She kind of you know just pushes her way in, and then you know through that syndication basically is discovered yep, the yep. concept of the concept of it is discovered because and the show is so popular no comprehension that that kind of laid with her the history of syndication yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like it's just an, it's, it's a really it's a great show definitely worth checking out it's on uh, Binge I believe I
5: think so and um, I really Star. hope they do another series they probably won't because it kind of does round her little first chapter off very well but yeah. there's a lot more story to tell so I do
7: hope they, they yeah.
5: persevere a bit
7: um, I also I started watching Alaska Daily, which is yes. really good on Disney Plus. Is that
5: Hillary Swank?
7: Uh Hillary Swank, yeah. And it's like she's a she's a hard hitting New York journalist who gets cancelled. She she writes a story about the Secretary of Defense, uh, and then it's kind of very much like the girl with the dragon tattoo at the start of that film. He writes this story exposing this billionaire of illicit practices, and they somehow they. You know, they bribe his witnesses and make yep. it look like uh, he's made it all up. And a similar thing happens to her when she kind of outs the Secretary of Defense. And she's also quite a prickly character and mm. is very kind of abusive to the other people that she works with, specifically, in particular, the women. Yep, she does. She just doesn't suffer any f- fools. But she's also pretty self-absorbed, so she gets cancelled. And so then she kind of the only job she can kind of get it's not the only job because she gets kind of wooed by this guy but she's kind of just going to write her book uh but she goes to work at this alaska uh newspaper which is gets no funding is almost it's like operating out of we're talking the shipping news type of thing here yeah 100 percent like the shipping news yeah and they kind of then they um they kind of start covering the how in alaska the death of native women is not at all uh Treated seriously by the police. Sure. And there's a great kind of episode where this social media girl falls off a boat and goes missing, and there's this it's it's all the coverage. Yeah. yeah and then yeah, and they kind of they compare they compare that to these you know hundreds of native women who go missing mm. every kind of every year, and they yeah. do nothing about it. Yeah. yeah they just yeah. and they they often vilify and victimize the. They victim shame, victim blame for the for everything, and
5: it's the age old indigenous story that many <laughs> countries have. Yeah, for sure. Yeah,
7: yeah. it's a really good show. It's only six episodes so far. It kind of seems to have gone on a bit of a weird hiatus, much like Yellowstone has. They're, where they're doing that. Yeah, they just don't say anything, and next thing, it's like a month between the next episode. Yep. But I'm also going back and watching this great TV show from the. I think it's from the. I had it up on my computer uh, just a second ago. Uh, from mid 2006, called Daybreak, right? With Tay Diggs, which is a Groundhog Day TV show. <laughs> but he's a cop. Yep. Okay. And he at the at the end of the first episode, or the oh, I guess that's actually not the end. Halfway through point, he kind of he gets shot in the head and left for dead. And then he wakes up the next day, and he gets it's the same day again. And so he's trying to solve this. He's been a, he's a cop, and he's been accused of uh, killing a, a DA even though he's been at home with his girlfriend the whole night but everyone is yeah kind of it's a conspiracy and he has to sort it out but as he as he heals relationships that he's previously fractured then they help him in the next day they you know they get these overwhelming urges to to get back in contact and, cool. he, and so he doesn't have to keep solving the same things over and over again. Yeah. It's a really good show. Clever.
5: Sounds sounds it.
7: Definitely worth checking that out. Was, so I know this is good movie Monday. No, no, no that was like TV. your pilot yeah. episode for, let's say, Tasty TV <laughs>
5: Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how about a song and then we talk to Michael Dry White? That sounds
7: good. Let's do it.
0: Up and scream and take the more. will And you down! Ah, cha. Cha, cha. Ah.
5: I had to play that song ben we saw megan at the cinemas and that song came on uh and i don't think i've seen a better place song in a movie for a very long time uh that was the scat brothers with walk the night that famous you know tiktok moment where megan does a dance down the corridor it's great yeah, stuff it's great it's a great scene
7: yeah, it is it's it's very much like the uh, killer queen moment in Shaun of the dead yeah, totally. That's probably the last time that... that uh... But it's, also,
5: it's such an infectious song that's been around for since forever. But this has yeah. just breathed new life into it in a whole new way. And yeah, it just really struck a chord with me. So I thought I'd put it on the show. But on to our first guest, Michael J. White. This is a guy, as we were saying, he's got fingers in every pie. He's, he's, a, he's an all-rounder and his career has spanned like... Multi-talented. Decades. This guy began at Troma, which we're going to talk about. Uh, he was He was the lead in Spawn. Uh, he's the creator of Black Dynamite, both the TV show and the movie, or the movie and TV show. He starred and directed in Never Back Down 2 and 3. He's been in Universal Soldier, Dark Knight, On Deadly
7: Ground, and Undercover Brother 2, which is the weirdest one of all. <laughs> I don't get that, but you know. But he's been in some of my favourite action films of, of recent years. Blood and Bone. Yep. Uh, no Retreat, No Surrender 3. Not so much 2, but 3. Yep. There's no, no, so not, never not, Back Down. Never Back yep, Down yep. 3. Uh, Unleashed, yep. the Unleashed movies, Falcon. Unleashed was great, by the way. Um, he's just, you know, yeah, going from str- and dragged across concrete where he plays completely against type. He's totally. so good. Well, don't forget Ringmaster, the Jerry Springer movie. The- yeah, indeed. <laughs> I forgot all about that till I was looking. It I just, <laughs> I feel really bad for him because realistically, when Sylvester Stallone announced the Untouchables movies. And I thought the it was going to be The Expendables. Sorry, yep. I thought it was going to be like Sylvester Sloan, Chuck Norris, Jean Claude Van Damme, and I was I kind of was holding out. I was hoping it was Michael J. White, like all in the team, yeah, together. And then they would go on these missions. Not fucking Liam bloody Hemsworth. And, <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, I mean, Jason Statham. I love Jason Statham. He could have been in the. I would have let him well, be in the, the team, but he's not who I was expecting. The to Asylum be did a knockoff of
5: Expendables. I don't remember what was called, like The, the Dependables or something like that. <laughs> I mean, he's that, done an Asylum it's film. About, he an it's about adult cop. diapers. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> anyway, uh, losing focus here. He's in a bunch of movies coming out at the moment, a, a new one that's just dropped through Eagle Entertainment called As Good As Dead, which he wrote. It's I reckon it's a bloody doozy. I really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, it's good. So let's talk about that and other things. Well, Michael, welcome. Welcome. It's such a pleasure to be chatting with you. And what an amazing... Setup you have got there. This is uh, this is great. <laughs> thank you, thank you. It's it's a really unique movie that you've got on your hands here. Uh, as good as dead, it's got a, a little bit of everything in it. Uh, I want to start by just asking, where did this story come from? How long it's been in your head for?
3: It's been in my head for a little while. Um, the story came came from um, it was it was kind of in, inspired by my brother. My brother, my oldest brother, he moved to Mexico. He just just one day, just left Florida and took his motorcycle and just drove across country, wound up uh, in Mexico, fell in love with a the woman there and fell in love with the the culture, the climate, everything, and he and he settled in a place called uh, Playa del Carmen. And um, so, uh, this story was in my head, and I I, I, I thought to set it there, uh, so. And my brother, he, you know, later he retired, and he, you know, he he raised a family. His uh, his his, his uh, kids are, I think, early thirties now, or early thirties, and I think he's got one late twenties. And um, you know, as so, he um, unfortunately, um, my my brother passed away about a month before filming, oh. and I, I I I I use his name. His name was Brian. Yeah. So um, I used his name. He was going to be my language coach. because uh, I was gonna, I intended on speaking half of this movie in Spanish. And my brother was gonna be my coach and my assistant. But unfortunately, he he fell ill to COVID. But um he he you know he he led me in spirit and you know, you know, I honor him um in in the uh portrayal. I, I try my best to do that
5: that just gives it such a a strong personal um you know component I'm going to go back and watch the film again with that in mind and just sort of um I think I'll get a lot more out of it knowing that but um you do have a great cast in this movie too obviously you've got your Tom Berenger and your Louis Mandalore you've also got Mm -hmm. um Guillermo Ivan and and Luca Oriel do you write movies sort of did you write the movie with them in mind or did you just luck out you know, when you audition,
3: I, I lucked out tremendously with Luca and Guillermo. I mean, uh, t- tremendously. I, I you know, just had the story, and I and and I wanted to you know to bring the bring the Latino community into it because uh, I I feel like you know I wanted to bridge those two things, and you don't really see this type of action with martial arts, and you know that I I wanted to do do that in that setting. And you know, I had such a, a great and deep love and respect for Latino culture. So
7: I really wanted to, you
3: know, kind of do it there.
7: Right. I am curious when when you cast, when you when you have a movie full of kind of people playing gang members and stuff like that, and they've got all the tattoos over the face and stuff like that. Is that something that you get out of central casting or is that like an extensive makeup process or how do, how do you find, how do you find <laughs> you guys with that look?
3: <laughs> well you know it, it, more so you you find if they've got that aura you know and yeah. then you 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 know makeup can can do wonders <laughs> you know it's great <laughs> when you we don't when you don't know the difference between the makeup and the real real stuff that that's when you're right there in the ballpark but you know we we cast people who kind of you know really understood and and just could ad- adopt the uh the characteristics but um yeah, so I, mean, I was extremely lucky finding the people or finding people who actually improved upon the writing, you know? So you know, I was really lucky with that.
5: Well, speaking of the writing, uh. Perhaps one of the best fan services I've ever seen, or in a long time at least, is your action movie banter in this. Um, especially the Jean-Claude Van Damme stuff. Like, <laughs> the confusion with those movies. It really made my day watching this. Especially mentioning something like In Hell, which, you know, on the podcast that we host, I mentioned that movie a lot. And so, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> it just made my day. And I, I was actually surprised that you didn't throw some sudden death in there. <laughs> that would have been meta. Well, yeah,
3: you, you know, because no matter what, man, where, where you come from, one thing that unites us all, especially a lot of guys, is the movies.
2: <laughs> and everybody
3: knows, everybody's been a Van Dam fan. And it's, you know, I wanted to do things that would make you forget that it's a movie for a minute because you're just watching people. And yeah. ne- never, never mind this guy's so, supposedly a gangster. He still is human. And, and <laughs> in, in different circumstances, that guy could be the president of a bank,
2: you yeah. know?
3: Yeah. And uh, so that's what I, I really want to do. And I think movies make it great to, to point that out that we're all so similar. It's just, you know, what, what we're exposed to, you know? So yeah. th- that's really what it is. The, the leader of a gang, it, you know, would be the leader of a, you know, who knows, a, a, a university, you know, <laughs> yeah. in, in another circumstance, but, you know, it's, it's we're the same, you know? So that's what I wanted to kind of point that out. And when you, you think the gang member doesn't have much in, in in the area of like honor and you know integrity, you find out that they they very well can, yeah. You know, and sometimes the guy who's supposed to be you know have his everything together may not, like my character, you know. So you know that's that I I wanted to kind of
7: exploit those things. But it was done. It was done so well too. It was like watching Glenn and I have a conversation. <laughs> You know, one guy <laughs> super enthusiastic, like, "Oh, it's just like this," and the other guy, "What are you talking about?" No. Well, well, thank you. And if
3: if you you feel like it's like you and he having a conversation, that's that's a. I take that as a,
5: a tremendous compliment. <laughs> I got to admit, that, I've that, never, I've, I've, I've never called Ben Rambro though. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great line. That is a great. Thank line. You. Thank <laughs>
2: you. So,
5: so as a as a writer and producer. How tempting is it to overstep the mark and start, you know, directing a little bit when you're when you're filming?
3: Well, you kind of do that anyway, because I mean, it, it, it's. But see, what's great is that the relationship I had with with, with uh, our Ellis Fraser, the director, it, it, there's no ego involved. You know, we we're it's just uh, the whole spirit of of just working together. And if someone has a great idea, I don't care if it's the guy dumping, dumping trash.
2: Yeah. I'll
3: take that idea, you know, you know, it's, it's about the collaboration. So that, that's really what it is. So there's no real definition of who's doing what. If I got a good idea or whatever, you know, it, it, it's like, yeah, I, I tend to, um, you know, if I have something in my head, why would I not uh, tell the director, hey, I see it like this, what, what about you? he may take that idea or have a better one so that's what you do
2: yep. you
7: find do you find that that causes a bit of trouble with the other actors like when you've like when you've written this line and you've like done all the dialogue in your head and you're like and then this guy says this and then this happens and the actor has a completely different take on it and you're like no 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 what the hell are you doing like you got to do it <laughs> no, like this no no <laughs> i mean i i'd rather be organic from that that
3: actor these are these lines are suggestions certain things of course or, you know, a little bit more to script, but how you might say something, the organic way that you might, you know, e- express yourself, I'm gonna go for that more than anything else. Um, so sometimes the, the, the dialogue will influence, uh, you know, cause you really wanna be pretty honest with the dialogue, like to where when it's really good dialogue, you feel like, yes, I could see people saying this, you know, yep. and and how people listen. and. And but then you you got to look into the character of that person. How is this particular character going to hear that? You know, and once you do that, you got to let go, and you got to because the actor has the responsibility of being that character, right? And that and they're gonna they're gonna be thinking things from from the honest standpoint of the character. That, that I don't care who you are as a director as a producer, you need to listen to them. I know because of, you know because that person has to walk around in this this character's shoes. The director you don't have to, you know. So that 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 actor is the person that takes it across the goal line. So there's a certain point where you know you you raise them up, then they're off on
7: their own, and then they become the leader in their world. Yeah, right. well, I love and- that they, they say that acting is reacting, and your reactions to a lot of the stuff. So a lot of the, the dialogue that's thrown your way, and a lot of the, the actions are, like is simply amazing like a, the, like like you, i always feel like you really are the audience in 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 your movies like it is like you know when people say something something weird or they do something that's that's totally you know in the movie and you're just like what what are you <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: see that's the thing
7: you you gotta be be you
3: know there's the dialogue you learn it but then you gotta unlearn it and you have to listen to it like you've you know you've never heard it before and if you have a good actor in a scene he could save a scene because if somebody says something in a ridiculous way that 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 character you know that actor has to you know, make it real like th- that was the intention <laughs> you know what yeah. i mean yeah like uh, yeah so I, re- I remember i was in a, I was d- doing a mo- movie in bulgaria and uh, um there's a guy who was playing this um officer who has to arrest me or whatever, but he was a very famous Bulgarian actor. And um, there was a scene where he insisted on using English, right, which is of course not his first language, Mm. but he'd worked on it and he wanted to use, he wanted to speak English instead of going through a translator. And so he insisted, but every time he spoke he would say, he would talk to me, he was, he, was laughing, he was screaming at me. And he wasn't aware that he was screaming at me. And the director was like, what do we do? What do I said, don't worry about it. Right? <laughs> so we're doing a scene and he's talking to me like this. And I'm going, yes, I understand. But I'm, I'm speaking back to him. He like, gave giving it back? Like, like Jesus Christ, why are you yelling at me? <laughs> And so it made the scene really work because, I'm, because I look at the reality of it. If somebody's talking to me that loud and he's speak, speaking that loud, I'm going to react. And so people think, oh my, well, that was a great scene. It could have been a very bad scene. If I, <laughs> yeah. if I had acted like that was totally normal, Yeah. How if I responded in the way that was on the page, right? Just acting like he's speaking very normal, he'd look crazy you know so yeah so but but that that's the way you just have to unlearn all that stuff and then be that person in in, in that you know because you never know what the other actor is going to give to you
2: yeah and sure. when,
3: when I've got great actors like Luca and, and you know Guillermo like my job is easy because all, all I have to do is listen to them
2: yeah
5: and i guess this this question i think you kind of answered it and and not to be you know repetitive or anything, but your career you've you've had a big evolution over your career and now that you do direct films and produce and write, do you find acting to be any different now uh now that you understand what a director does compared to when you first started
3: I, honestly I've, i the first thing I've ever done was direct to be honest with you hmm. i was doing i was do, doing little films when I was ten and right. and and I was editing them and everything else uh, before I even acted. Like, so I've always looked at things from a director standpoint, like from the first movie I ever did, I've always influenced the way certain Mm -hmm. things were shot. So, I mean, it's all part of the same thing to me. It's always been. Uh, It it was just as an actor to, for me to, you know, shut up my director mindset was, was hard. My hmm. my my main movie, the movie that um that uh put me in in the works was the the Mike Tyson story. That was my my big break. I created three scenes in that movie. And uh the director hired me. One 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 big reason he hired me is because he saw a short movie that I directed.
2: Right. And right. So
3: so so it's interesting that directing something gave me my first big acting role
5: yep mm-hmm. right I didn't know that that's fantastic um yeah. your your director um, uh, Alice Fraser he's uh, I mean he makes the kind of movies that Ben and I talk about all the time and I put him in the same sort of category as your Jesse V Johnson's and your Isaac Florentine's do mm-hmm. you all have this fraternity that you share talent with because you guys all make very similar films but Ben and I, people like us, we just absolutely froth over them. We love them.
3: Oh, great. Well, I appreciate it. Like, I I know we've all, you know, Frazier, myself, Isaac, we've all grown up on the same, like in the same movies, you know? And uh, no matter what, like, you know, those those mano a mano movies, those like the cleanest Eastwoods, the Charles Bronsons, you know? uh, But it's... There is always a code, you know. the The movies I love and the characters I've loved have all always lived by a code, and I think that that's a universal thing. That's something that I I believe in. I live my life by. Yeah. Uh, so, as somebody who lives their life by a code, uh, not to sound you know, you know, big headed or anything, I I do since I am very much the you know to some degree some like like the characters um like i will like i mean i, I kid you not 10 minutes ago no, no joke before i got here um i was i i almost inter- I, I i well i did intercede in a, a raving lunatic on the sc- on the street a big raving lunatic was screaming in the middle of the street Ripping up a sign and bullying a, a small guy selling flowers, and I stopped that. Um, and got him. I I don't think of myself as an actor or anything like that. I mean, I think that's the way I live. But just just so happens, oh. you know, th- that's a code I live by. You, you're you're not going to bully somebody in my presence. Period. You know, I don't care. You know who you are, or how much money's in yeah. my account. that's, that's not going to happen.
5: Oh, give this man a reality show. You need your own reality show.
3: <laughs> no, I'm not. Too, I'm not into those too much. You know, those things I, I don't understand. It's like why would you you know, allow strange people in your your personal business? But 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 you know, no but, one but, like um,
7: yeah. one one like Seagal's one where he's the deputy, the deputy. <laughs> the deputy.
3: Yes. That's that He 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 could have a second career as a comedian if he just. <laughs> oh, it's a, there's a part of me that just wants him to go. You know what? I'm gonna stop taking myself serious and I'm gonna go for comedy.
2: Yeah. I just,
3: it's like I so wish I want him to be like the new Naked Gun. <laughs> like like it's a, it's a train wreck, but like it's like it, it would be. He's 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 funny to me at this point.
2: Yeah yeah he's,
3: he's hilarious um mm-hmm. you know but i don't know <laughs>
7: That's, i think i think one of his greatest talents as an actor is like he always has this like little twinkle in his eye when he's doing a lot of these scenes and you're like are you are you taking the piss
2: like it's...
3: <laughs> it's a line that could be very he dances on a line that could be <laughs> hysterical
2: yeah yeah
3: or or very cringy
2: yeah
5: that's right
3: and it says both kind of coincide yeah but i just want him to go further over and just go into the hysterical (laughs) because he man i i man i i I would love to do a comedy with that guy
5: (laughs) he's a remake of tough guys remake of tough guys (laughs)
7: yeah you just (laughs) have to write one
3: yeah that's, that's right you, <laughs> like, you gotta trick him into a
7: comedy that he
5: doesn't know is a comedy Yeah, that's right. well he could be the straight guy he could be the straight guy and, you know, he yeah. won't know it that he's actually the comedy yeah, you, guy
7: you yeah. do the whole thing as if it's straight the only person who doesn't know it's a comedy is him yeah everyone <laughs> else yeah is yeah is in on it so
5: um before we let you go just a, a couple of sort of lighter questions you know you're always incredibly ripped what is your weakness when you have downtime or a cheat day
3: Oh, I'm going to sound like a nerd, (laughs) but I mean, I honestly don't like junk. I I don't, I don't see what the, the lure is like, I'm so used to food that works, Mm. you know, (laughs) some nutritional value that if, if I ate junk, it's, it's kind of, I'd have to force myself to do it. and. You know, and I'd feel terrible. I'd I'd feel lethargic. I love working out. I love having yeah. the energy to work out and then replenish myself. So
7: I cheat.
2: <laughs> yeah, do I don't you, know what a cheat is. Do you, sit at, at, do you huh? sit
7: at that kind of six to eight percent body fat kind of you know thing all the time, or do you have do you bulk and do you cut and do you do all no, of no, that? No, no, uh, I
3: never bulk. See, I, every every time I'm ever getting ready for a movie. I'm trimming down it's it's just like a fighter getting ready for a fight so i I forget what you know you're you know i I don't know how to do the convergence but the um but like if I'm walking around at two hundred and thirty pounds i my my goal is to get under two twenty right you know I, you know and so that's what I do. Um, so I, I like to being under 220, like be around 215 when I'm working. Um, so, you know, so, it gets a little frustrating because my body tends to want a bulk,
2: mm. um,
3: but it's not about lifting weights. It's all, all, always about, you know, running and all that type of stuff to get ready. Sometimes, um, you know, I'm injured and I can't get my weight down and it frustrates me. Yeah. But I Yeah. So. Um, do you have fun. a do you have
5: a sweet tooth? Do you, do you like chocolate or anything? that not at all. No, nice. I have
3: no I have no sweet tooth whatsoever. I mean, uh oh, crackers. That's that's my <laughs> yeah. Like if I, like like uh, what do you call it? Like townhouse crackers. I can't eat like two of those. I'll eat a whole sleeve <laughs> of them. So it's just our box. I'll I'll tear up a box, but that that's probably just the crackers and little crunchy things like that is my weakness, but, you know, we don't, they're forbidden in the house. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah I, I pretty much like, uh, you know, he kind of, you know, I wouldn't say boring, but my wife cooks really well and she cooks healthy food that tastes really good.
2: Yep. Awesome. So, yeah, I awesome. I that,
7: noticed that, that she has a cameo in the film as well. Like, I, oh, I know that yeah. you guys have been working together for a while but yeah uh, you know i noticed just at the end i was like oh my god there she is yeah she pops up in the beginning and the end end. yeah that's right yeah (laughs) yeah 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 so uh yep i mean she yeah so we we even my kids don't really eat uh, you know a lot of that craziness is that is that hard though is that do they bring it into the house and then you have to like you can't be around it they really don't eat
3: bad either it's (laughs) it's it's, it's weird. what you know.
5: It's what you know. Yeah. Like if they're raised on that way, then they don't know any better.
2: Or yeah, any well, worse. know, they, they,
3: they like they they have sweet tooth. Um, I just don't. It's like sweet stuff. Like drives me. It, it it's too shocking for me. Even yeah. like liquid. Like look, look, It's not. I drink this kind of stuff, man. It's yeah.
2: like,
3: like you know, it's like essence of of cherry. This used to be so nasty to me when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? But I, I, you know, now, now I love that kind of stuff. Like, I just, I don't know. I, I lost my sweet tooth about five years ago, and I just, I don't know. Like, um, I, as sweet as I go is a bottle of Gatorade.
5: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that's well, not too good for you either, but no, no, it's not. Um, before we, we let you run one final question, I want to take you right back to sort of the early years of your career. And you did um you did make two of the Toxic Avenger movies, which are oh boy, massive <laughs> favorites, massive favorites, oh, yeah. What does what did those movies and, and trauma mean to you? Because they've given a lot of people love, a, a kickstart. I
3: love it. I love it. I man, I I, I love that experience. I love that style of like so zany that you can't overact. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just so, it was so much fun. I, I miss doing that really, you know, uh, and, and I, I made friends, uh, on, on those movie sets that I talk to, to this day, you know, it, it, that that's like a club that I'm, I'm proud to be part of.
5: Yes. Oh, oh fantastic. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for you know sitting down to have a chat with us um as good as dead is a really fun movie and i hope that at least um uh, some people listening or watching this um who haven't heard of it will go and and check it out because i think you've done a great job selling it uh that's for sure and um yeah thank you so much
3: thank you i look forward to you know the next time and and i swear i gotta get out to your land sometime soon because it's one of my favorite places
9: Welcome to Bonehead Weekly Fun Size. We've been back. We see. I got this better the first time we did it. <laughs> Take I three. We have been asked back to another season. A good movie Monday. Is anyone shocked about this? Other than me, I still go with my argument that the only reason they keep bringing us
1: back is the U.S. government is paying them to keep us entertained. The or liberal government.
9: The liberal. America's now handing out just money to Australians. In Wait. all fairness,
1: if it does keep us off the government radar, they probably would be glad to pay it.
9: That's true. I'm going to go first because we're going to talk about a few things that we recommend that are out right now that we have had a ball with. Now, let me tell you, I watched a movie that just won Best Picture, the BAFTA Best Picture, British Academy Awards. Gives a shit about that. And it's a laugh-a-minute riot about World War One. Oh, my God. Remember World War One. Yeah, I prefer the sequel. That's Noah. right. <laughs> Everyone prefers the sequel. They're always talking about the sequel, but I'm going to talk about the first one. And we're going to talk about All Quiet Along the Western Front or whatever it's called. Based on who wrote that book, James? Uh, you had to ask F. me right there. F. Scott Fitzgerald. What? You were right. Washington Irving's All Quiet on the Western Front. It's a German production. It is beautiful. It is wonderfully made. And I prefer it hands down to 1917 or 1918. What was the number of that movie? What? You guys <laughs> are killing me. You're killing 1917, me. 1917. Yes. And
1: 1917. by the way, it's by I prefer remark. this
9: a lot more than 1970. It is grueling. It will take your heart out and go ah and eat it and spit it out and then chew it up and then crap it out and put it back in your chest. But it is a wonderfully, beautifully well-acted picture that I love. Who wants to go next?
1: I'll go with the complete opposite.
9: Because it's just, uh,
1: it's a sequel, it's out, you know, uh, it's out on Netflix now, at least in the States. But I'll be honest, that Benoit Blanc, oh, I'm sorry, Benoit Blanc, I will watch every Knives Out, Glass and whatever you want to call that franchise now. And by the way, the people online saying that they want to see a crossover with the Muppets and, and the fact that the director responded, I mean, we know it's not going to happen because Disney copyrights all those issues. But in all fairness, that character can go anywhere and do pretty much anything. Me and either. I'm at, I'm telling you all, at least watch the first 15 to 20 minutes. It
9: doesn't I matter. Agree. I agree. And check out <laughs> Poker Face. Chad. So I'm not going with anything
4: new. I'm going with uh, where I have been on a nonstop deep dive of just old uh not old but movies from when we were childs that i just honestly i missed and um this one is a doozy uh i cannot recommend uh this movie but if you're very curious about the sheer lunacy of slapstick of another kind what if you're bi curious and you want to talk
9: to ben keep going chad
4: anyway so slapstick of another kind i have either one of you heard have heard of this oh movie? i have
9: heard of it i seen the box and i refuse to watch it uh, I, I Leslie watched, Nielsen. No. Did I get it no, wrong? No, you are totally wrong. Well, you Slapstick. are totally mad about this. Who, so
4: is, so Slapstick of Another Kind is based on a novel by Kurt Vonnegut Jr. called Slapstick. The writer, the director and writer of this movie, Stephen Paul, bought it from him for relatively cheap and then basically took the whole novel and threw it out and did his own movie.
1: Because that's uh, what, if you get Vonnegut, that's what you want to do. You know, It's yeah. not like he's a well-known author.
4: So it, I, I, there's no way to describe what this movie is, but it's Jerry Lewis and Madeline Kahn as a husband and wife who give birth to these uh, two twins, also played by Madeline Kahn and Jerry Lewis, uh, who are about seven feet tall, gigantic heads, big ears, goofy, uh, and they are the supreme intelligence of the of of Earth and are there to save it. And nobody will nobody will take them seriously because they look so weird. And there's a whole thing about the Chinese who have shrunk down to two inches tall and are living on a a, a, a small grain of rice each year, and they fly in uh, uh, fortune cookie spaceships. Oh, it is timely.
1: So what you're telling me is they looked at Skidoo and went, "You know what? That's just not weird enough."
4: Yeah. we can make we can make it worse. And, and we would... all three and we all three like Skidoo, and I just can I just got to just to see the sheer lunacy of it. Check out Slapstick of Another
9: Kind and with that you have the first episode of bonehead weekly fun size you can continue to watch us and if you want to stick around for good movie monday up to you <laughs> well we'll be back again who knows maybe this is what
1: killed it Ah, uh, there we go welcome back boneheads those
5: guys are joe lewis chad jennings and uh james thomas and uh that's the Bonehead Weekly podcast. You can find that, as I've said, many times over, anywhere you get good podcasts, and they're
7: on YouTube if you want to look at them. To be honest, I'm waiting for like a three Stooges-esque episode to happen <laughs> with them where one of them has a heart attack and they bring in a replacement, like the brother of the one fake of shemp. them. The yeah, fake the, shemp. Well the actual well, first the <laughs> shemp yeah. and then the shemp will die. Yeah. And then they'll bring in fake shemps <laughs> to just replace him with like a like a dodgy yeah. wig. Spin that wheel, which one of them's it gonna be? <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, I, I believe that Chad's been quite ill lately.
7: Oh. Yes. Um, nothing too serious, but... Uh, I mean, I thought it was going to be James because he's moved to, like, Louisiana. Oh, he's got the Louisiana bug. He's moved away. <laughs> and when you move away, everyone knows that's code, like, that's soapy code for dying. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, or getting fired.
5: Well, this... This show has yeah. a habit of cursing people, so let's hope that does that not take effect, because no. we are joking, of course. Um, anyway, so let's talk about some recommendations. I'm going to go first, get the ball rolling, with a 1987 movie that I had forgotten about, saw the poster come up on a thumbnail on one of the streaming platforms, and I watched it. Real Men with Jim Belushi and John Ritter. Yeah, right. I have seen this since then. not only forgot about this movie, but I forgot what kind of movie it was. And what the poster does not show you, and it's an iconic poster. Like anyone that's been through a video store back in the '80s or '90s will know this poster. It's a science fiction buddy cop movie. But there's no trace of science fiction in any of the marketing for this one.
7: I don't. I don't. My memory of the film. I don't remember any science fiction stuff. I just remember it being so, like a yeah. so what it is machismo like, kind of movie.
5: It's John Belushi or Jim Belushi, whichever, whatever you want. It's not a John. He's a Jim, isn't he? Jim, the brother, yeah. James. James Belushi, and he was prolific in this particular time through the 80s because he'd I mean, done Taking Care of Business. How unimaginative was
7: Sorry, I know. <laughs> John and James, <laughs> fuck you.
5: But this was the time he was like headlining so many big movies like The Principal and Taking Care of Business and Mr. Destiny, all this kind of things. Anyway, but it's a buddy cop movie about a like a secret agent played by Belushi who picks up an everyday guy played by John Ritter who is a dead, dead ringer lookalike for an agent that was killed. Yeah. And that agent was actually on a mission to meet aliens to swap important information to prevent the end of the world. See, that's the part I forgot. Yeah. And so yeah, right. there's a moment probably 20 minutes into the film where you, it catches you off guard when suddenly something really like fantastical happens, like a baseball hovers. Right. And it's like all well, the aliens are you know, he's proving that there are aliens in the world. and I'm like, Hang on, what the fuck am I watching? Because there's nothing in the synopsis about this. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, surely there's this a little comedy moment in the film and not, it sticks and it's becomes Men in Black then. And John Ritter, John Ritter has this great moment where he doesn't believe what's going on until the baseball moment. And just coincidentally, he pulls his fingers out like a gun, like, you know, making a motion, like a gun. He goes, pew, pew. And in that precise moment, someone else from behind shoots and kills someone, so he thinks he's got the power from <laughs> the aliens. And so he spends the whole movie going, pew, <laughs> pew, and actually killing people <laughs> because of the coincidental moments. Right. <laughs> Very funny, Excellent. but but done so well, and, and particularly by John Ritter's performance. Like, yeah. he pulls it off the way no one else probably could. And so I just wanted to bring that one in as a recommendation because I forgot about it. I reckon everyone should return to it and give it a look. And if you haven't heard
7: of it, it's it's a and banger. I think it's a really kind of interesting film in, in John Ritter's kind of career too because he, like, he kind of got famous for Three's Company. Yeah. Where he's basically, the whole premise of that show is will he, won't he have sex with his two gorgeous <laughs> housemates? <laughs> and, so, and then he was doing things like Skin Deep and... Yep. You know stuff like that. So he's always playing these kind of hypersexualized,
5: but what kind of every man he played, but, it, cause, yeah. but in this
7: one, he's kind of the op- He's the doofus. He
5: after this one got typecast because this is what he played in like um, Problem Child and movies like yeah. that. Like the two goody. Shoes, up until, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Up, until the, yeah, uh,
7: yeah. up until the role that killed him, like yeah. Eight Simple Rules, are killing my of yeah. dating my killing my. Although, daughter. what about Eight dumb. Simple Rules are killing my daughter? <laughs> we can could,
5: we could go on digressions, but what about Sling Blade? He's really good in Sling Blade. He's great in Sling Blade. But this
7: yeah. movie, before I move on, was directed by
5: the guy who wrote The Golden Child. Just one of the guys and Species. So I love all of those mm. films. You've got Aliens. You've got comedy. Lines. This
7: guy has a wheelhouse. I can't believe that the, just one of the guys and Species is written by the same person. Yeah. <laughs>
5: Anyway, moving on, Benjamin. What have you got to recommend?
7: Uh, look, I'm going to talk about a film that I've, I think I've actually spoken about on the show before, but I can't remember if it was a recommendation or one of the. I think it was uh, a throwaway. Com- I think it was a throwaway conversation. Um, but it was. It would have been two years ago now. So who who's going to remember? Yeah. And I say and that because you've
5: you've prepped me for this. Like
7: I'm not I'm not yeah. predicting. No. <laughs> and it's just such a such a great film. It's 1955's Where No Angels. Yeah. Starring. It's got such a great cast. Uh, Humphrey Bogart, Peter Ustinov, seemingly like a baby-faced Peter Ustinov, Aldo Ray, Quentin Tarantino, one of Quentin Tarantino's uh, favorite actors, and uh, Basil Rathbone yep. pops up as the kind of villain, which is such a, a remarkable feat considering what the film what the film is about. So Peter Ustinov, uh, Humphrey Bogart, and Aldo Ray are three escaped convicts from a. There, it's kind of like a. 're they're, they're on a, like what's seeming like a prison island, but it's like a like a South American kind of plantation town kind of thing Yep. where all the people all of the prison inmates are on like day release and they're working in the in the fields or they're you know they're sent for free labor so that the prison the prison guards or make a buck kind of thing so no one bats an eye at three prisoners wandering around the island but <laughs> technically they're not supposed to be on leave and they've escaped and they um they enter the kind of general store and uh, they plan to rob the place and hide out until they can get a boat off. And uh, they pretend to be there to fix, they offer to fix the roof. And while they're up there, they're kind of planning how they're gonna kill the family, steal their money and, and leave. But then while they're doing it, they overhear the family's troubles. Like their family are super nice, but their um, rich uncle who kind of owns the shop is coming to town and he wants to see the books, and the shop hasn't made a profit in its existence. And the young daughter is in love with her nephew, but she's been told that under no circumstances can that relationship go ahead with with the sorry with Basil Rathbone's nephew. Yeah, and uh, um, because he's because uh, and because he, he's like this super rich kind of Scrooge type character who's only interested in business, and he wants to marry him off to a shipping magnate because he needs the ships for his business, and so and they kind of. Like take their side, and mm-hmm. so they thought, like, we'll kill them later, but first we'll help them with these, with uh, Basil Rathbone and their, their problems, and it kind of goes on from there, it's mm. just, it's so good, and they remade it in like the <laughs> 80s with Sean Penn I, I and... I wasn't uh, even going to bring it up, but you went yeah. there, with Sean Penn and uh, Robert De Niro, and it is just such a piece of Diabolical. shit. But, we, you know, I kind of think, for good reason, because there's no way they could do a lot of the stuff sure. that they do in this film, in in the newer mm. version. But fuck this movie is good. Like I just I put it on at a whim. Like I was doing that thing, you know, when you scroll through Netflix yep. mm-hmm. and you're there for three hours looking for something mm-hmm. to watch. Yeah. And I was like, you yeah, know what? Why not? I just put it on. It's a good yeah. movie. Yeah. I'll watch yeah. it again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, even if I just watch the first five minutes before fall asleep, it'd yeah. be fine. Yeah. I was glued to the screen whole the whole time. Awesome. Just good one. That's a good one see. to
5: kick the year off with. What about you, Malzi?
6: Um well. I am going to talk about also 1987. Ooh. I know. What a year. <laughs> um, so and I have just screened this movie. So I mean, for anyone that's listening that came along to um our blood ritual in February, you would have seen the amazing uh-huh. Blood Diner. Yeah. And I'm just fucking obsessed with this movie. Like I just, and so I'm just like, ah oh, fuck it, I'm gonna talk about that. I just love it so much. It was directed by Jackie Kong. It was a script that was being shopped around for like five years previously, and um, it ended up coming to her. And she was like, "Yep, you know what? I'll make it, but I've got complete creative control over it." So the script. So the script had originally, uh, yeah. So the script had originally <laughs> been. Um, it, it was originally straight. It was written sure. as a straight horror. You know, horror yeah. Role. Um, and so and that is. The complete opposite to how it turns out. It's it kind
5: of like a trauma film, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It,
6: it is just like well, it's wild a, in every possible way, and it was like every single element that, that it was just to take it to its extreme. It's a splatter movie, and it's just and so at the time, it, people just did not believe that a woman,
5: yeah, could do it.
6: Would have made this movie. Yeah. It's you know politically incorrect it's um it's just extreme it's so extreme but when you actually watch it and so a lot of people that were at that screening they actually said i saw it when i was a teenager and i didn't get it yeah i didn't really like it i didn't really i just was like what is this but then they coming back and watching it at that, that night or however recently, they were like, oh, actually. Yeah. And I'm just like, you watch it and it's just like, no, it's actually such a feminist movie. Every guy in that movie is a fucking idiot. Like the only, <laughs> the only smart character in the movie is a female cop. Yep. And the final scene, oh, my God, it is just – Amazing. Well, I won't say what happens, but it's, oh, well, pretty much like this loser dickhead guy. So it's <laughs> like, you know, slows down the car and he's like, hey, baby, you, you, you want a ride? Like, blah, blah. well, anyway, it's not <laughs> who he wants to be giving a ride to, but he's that, because fo- she looks yeah. hot. <laughs> He's that fucking dumb that, like, he's just like, yeah, get in my car, I'll show you my big, you know, like, and she's just like, ha, ah, ha, ha, like, it's just, and it's like, yeah. Hope, just, it's just such a cheering moment. there's a trigger warning for that. So,
5: <laughs>
6: it's just so much fun and it's just am- amazing. Awesome. I just right. love it so much. Pretty much so. It's these two <coughs> kids, like, at the start, they see the they see their uncle being killed and their uncle is right into the cult of Sheeta. Well, anyway, they... Twenty years later, I think it is. They own a diner. They are then going to raise Sheeta from the dead yep. by going and uh, collecting, giving her a feast when she wakes up by collecting the bits and pieces of virgins and whores, and you know yep. you got to get this from this sort of person and that from that sort of person, and you know it's just yeah, it's well, wild it's a, it's, and it's, it's so It's listed much online fun.
5: as uh, like a, a almost a remake of Blood Feast.
6: It's, it was meant to be... It was written as part two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. There you go. Yeah. Secondly... And, yeah, go on. Um, I... A friend of mine who couldn't come to the screening and hadn't seen it before, I lent him my disc and he watched it the other night and I got... I was like, well, please, like, keep me updated. I got text messages, like, every three minutes. <gasps>
0: Oh my god <laughs> oh now this
2: and
6: now because it's just like it's just everything is yeah. thrown at the It's just like you can't believe what is happening it's another one that is a good either yeah you can find me online if you want to send me messages every three minutes you can because it's something that you want to be sharing with someone and just yeah. going yeah. looking at them or yeah. texting them and totally. going oh, like what is going on here it's just so much fun
5: and if you're listening and you've never heard of Blood Diner, Look it up on Google because I think what one of the top five greatest poster arts from the,
7: the I was gonna era. say, yeah. I discovered Blood Diner while standing in line at Hoyt's Chatston and yeah. they had the poster up on the wall and I was an amazing poster. Simultaneously yeah. terrified of it. Yeah, and but I couldn't I kept staring at it. Yep. Like, yep. What's this movie? I and mean, it is the movie is completely kind of I think the poster is a bit deceiving. It is very deceiving. Because it makes it f- it feels like a, it's gonna be like a great kind of serial killer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know, that slasher you know, psycho like, sort of. Well, you know that you know the scene in Body Bags, the the not scene, the um uh the vignette in Body Bags within in this in the service station. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like that's what you think it is Absolutely. like a serial killer's taken over the the yeah. the bellhop at a diner. And he's you know one by one it's he's be killing a the seedy patrons. dust bowl kind of or like you know, the cannibals or vampires yeah. or something because mm-hmm. of the way he's picking his teeth with mm-hmm. the blade mm-hmm. and, so, and then it turns into it's almost campy too like it just oh, turns yeah. into oh, this yeah. like yeah yeah, oh, yeah.
5: fantastic I'm yeah. glad you brought that one up the other yeah. thing too I just want to note which you, you knew what I was going at when you're talking about Jackie Kong wanting creative control oh, yes yes tried to get her on the podcast <laughs> many times not an easy get well she's easy to contact but she wants. Yeah, money for yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a hustler, yeah. yeah she's, oh, a hustler, she's a but hustler, but she has been living off Blood
7: Diner her entire yeah. career. I was gonna say though, she is, she's, I think she's directed four films four. or five yeah. films. This is the only one that she didn't write, yeah. But mm. she did like The Being, mm. Underachievers, Night Patrol. Like, I've got all yep. these movies on the VHS and show, but she's been living DVD. off the back of this one her oh, entire career because horror <laughs> lives a lot, a lot longer than, than those kind of because they're both yeah. like of their time comedies, yep. like yeah. The other ones, except The Being, The Being is popular amongst VHS collectors because of the label it came out on right there we go some handy information I didn't know that yeah Yeah, well that is pretty much the end of the show
5: we're at the end and um, it's been so good to hang out with you guys again like I've missed this so thank you all for listening Um, this is where we tell you to hit the social media pages give us a like and a follow and uh, share us that's the thing share us don't forget to watch Chloe and myself on Up Late on Wednesday night we also have a new podcast of that so if you don't like looking at me you can listen to me. Right. Yeah, what a, about if
6: you don't like l- listening to you either? Well, well then oh, you're fuck, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just you, wait for Ben's
5: parts. terrific <laughs> TV Tuesday or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, big. We'll be, th- <laughs> be studying that next week.
2: <laughs> yeah, massive, massive
5: thank you to Michael Jai White for being such a good sport and having a chat with us. And, and I want to, I want to thank uh, Craig from Eagle Entertainment for helping secure that one because he went above and beyond for us. So do go to eagleentertainment.com.au and support some independent distribution. But um, we're going to be back next week to do it all over again. It's uh, it's Oscar's week, so we'll do a bit of Oscar talk. Ben Malzy, you'll be back next month mm-hmm. to uh, to be here. help us. Um, what's what's screening next month? That's
6: the thing. Oh. Well, funny Um So, our next screenings that are coming up, we've got Phantasm, Woof. which will be on Saturday night. Yep.
7: Yeah. John um, You've actually got the sphere on the table. Uh, coincidentally. Yeah. Coincidentally. Um, and so we
6: that's get to at see True you get to North on see, uh,
7: Saturday night. Reggie Reggie Bannister play the banjo. Yes. Looking forward to that.
6: Um I haven't seen Phantasm. You're in for a treat. <laughs> Holy shit, you're gonna yeah. love it.
7: Yep. <coughs> Amazing.
6: The screening of the month that I have seen is the Orphanage, which will be on
7: I've never actually seen the Orphanage. Oh there you go. On the last
6: Tuesday of the month. I think it's like the twenty-eighth or something like that. I'm very unprepared.
5: Yeah, it's the twenty eighth. Twenty eighth, thank
6: you. Um so the Orphanage will be at long play on the twenty-eighth. Um I will not be staying for that <laughs> because uh-huh. I have now have a thing with children stuff because I have a child. But um, oh, it's an amazing movie. Yeah, oh, it is. God. I just get really emo- Like things really drain me when they're so, and it's so emotional. And Produced it's by Guillermo Tartora. Yeah. yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful film.
7: Have you seen uh, Screamers, Melzy? No. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Well, you probably can't watch it now. Really? <laughs> but, uh, Let's do a whole episode oh. of what Melsey can't watch. Yeah, yeah. Movies, movies Melsey can't watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also. I'm really intrigued now. All righty. Well, Kinder we're horror. off,
5: everybody. Thanks for listening. Here's a song by Imperial Teen. It's called You Who from Not Another Teen Movie. I know that's a favorite of <laughs> yes.
7: Well, I was, I was a very big fan of the Stuff Magazine photo shoot that came out uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, promoting that film <laughs> yep. with uh, Mia Kirshner and... Uh, I now can't remember her name. The main, the main. uh, All I think about is whipped cream. Kyla, Kyla, Chyla, Kyla Lee. Chris Evans and whipped cream. That's all I think of. Yeah. (laughs) Taking the piss out of uh, another great movie, a good movie Monday favorite, Varsity Varsity Blues. Blues. Sam
5: Straight. See
2: ya.
1: Boy, you find a piece of candy in your pocket?